to South Carolina because I was used to living in a really big, diverse you know, harbor city and thought, I want to move to California or Colorado. Um, I was just craving the West Coast and craving nature. And at the time, I happened to be dating a guy in Boulder, and I just knew that's where I need to be. I need to be in the mountains, and I wanted to be in a different place, but wanted to be in nature. I was just craving trees and something different than the, the, you know, hustle and bustle of the city at the same time. So that's how I ended up here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, wait, back up. Hold on. Um, so what'd you do in Sydney? Was it a working holiday? No, um, that certainly is how many people get there, but (laughs) no, I actually studied at a Christian leadership school, um, called Hillsong college. And it was kind of a random stint in my life. I, just felt like that was what I was supposed to do at the time. Like I felt this pull on my heart that was really unavoidable almost. And, um, I, I was living in Charleston. I had a, you know, broken, um, I had broken off an engagement, um, and it was the right thing to do. I'm so thankful for both of us that we didn't get married, but it was kind of like a reevaluation time in my life of what am I doing and why? And I felt like I almost had started just living this life that, made sense to everyone else instead of me. And so I had this opportunity that kind of presented itself to, to go to Sydney um, for singing actually for worship music at the time. And I thought, yeah, this is what I want to do. And it doesn't make any sense to anyone else <laughs> or to, to me even um, at 26 to just pick up and do this. But I moved over there. And once I got there, I knew like, this is not a one year thing. Like this is a really transformative season in my life. And I know the reason I'm here is to actually um, heal from a lot and kind of be separated from my family or trauma and things I'd experienced and just to really have time to experience life myself. And, Mm. uh, that was kind of the process. And I stayed there for two years and three months and it moved home to Charleston for a short time and then came out here. So, yeah, it's so exciting to meet people that have a story that's more than one sentence long. Like I, <laughs> I went to college and then I got a job and now I'm married as you know, that's for some people, but most of my guests, um, not surprisingly are like, yeah, I've done a million different things. And there's, I always have this conversation. Like I thought I should be on this one track mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone I've talked to so far has ever <laughs> said, yeah, I just knew I always wanted to be passionate about this. And, um, those people are great. I haven't, you know, talk to any of them. I get, I get one of those on the show. Gotta go meet a doctor and be like, can we talk about your one track mind? Um, I think it's really cool. And what I'm hearing as you're telling the story is a lot of this, like, yeah, I realized I had to do something different. I had this realization that I'd been through a lot and I guess my question is, what were some of the ways that you worked on those kinds of things? Mm. Personal, like personal development, like how does that come into play? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would say all of my life, I've really been passionate about personal growth and development for whatever reason. I've been obsessed with it always. And I've always loved communication and leadership and all these things Uh, like yoga. I started doing yoga at 13 and done it off and on all my life. And I feel like there's so many amazing resources that also are connected to kind of ancient traditions that we can just administer ourselves as a part of everyday life and 
see transformation from, but I will start more recently. And I think that I'd been on this journey for a long time and particularly in Sydney was really transformative, but actually this, this summer, uh, relationship that was really special to me ended kind of unexpectedly. And when you look back on it, you know, it was probably in a pressure cooker and there was more of a combustion at the end rather than, I never saw it coming. Um, (laughs) but it, it was definitely the impetus for, um, dramatic change in my life. And that ended in July, but it's, it's only, you know, we've just gotten into December and I'm such a different person. It's crazy. Probably the most exponential growth I've ever experienced. And that was a really, really hard thing for me to go through, but I'm so grateful for where I am. I'm so grateful that as much as it was sad that it changed my life. And I realized through that experience, through that breakup, that I kind of needed help beyond myself. So for me, my story does include, um, you know, more like clinical anxiety and depression and just help with mood stability and things that were really humbling and confronting to, to kind of walk through and, and know that, you know, I need to address these things in my life because I realized it's something that I can't actually totally manage on my own. And that was a piece of it. Actually doing a genetics test and realizing there was a kind of a lack in some neurotransmitter communication that no matter what I did, I couldn't do anything about. But then the other things I have become so passionate about self-compassion and I'm super into healing modalities like Reiki and energy work. I do meditation almost every day. Uh, I think the biggest things are, you know, it sounds so trendy sometimes, I think, talking about these things, but the biggest things are being present and loving yourself and caring for yourself well. So we've talked about Ayurveda. I'm Mm -hmm. totally getting into that and love um, like anti-inflammatory diets and getting enough rest and I exercise all the time or as much as I can right now. It's a busy season, but you know, I think it's just important to weave them all together. For me, it's never been, and it certainly is not one thing or the other. It's a lot of different things and figuring out like what works best for you. I think it's cool when you can find these like ancient healing modalities like Ayurveda, which I know we talked about this the other night. Like I'm super passionate about learning about I just think it's so interesting to know that an entire culture organized their life this way mm-hmm. and saw healing this way. And there probably is value there. And there's value in all of these different healing modalities and like diets even or nutritional guidelines or self-care practices or um, yeah, like Reiki. I think it's so cool to be able to learn about all of these different mm-hmm. things and find the ones that most resonate with you and right. feel right for you because yeah. they might not. I'll be like, you know, and I actually had a Reiki person on the show, my second episode. And she, I said to her, like, you know, she was talking about getting Reiki and she was like, Reiki is like one part of the puzzle. Mm. I still need to have all these other things to balance my life out. Like there's no one cure all, but it's so cool to dive in and explore all that you can do for yourself. Absolutely. It's crazy. The world we live in and what we have access to, it's just insane. The wealth of knowledge we have and, and that it is so uh, individual. It is so much about what works for you. And I think that when I was younger, I would have felt like, Oh, I need to do this because other people advise me to, or this must be what I should be pursuing because the world is saying it's the trend and it's really working, you know, but it's, I'm in such a fun season of just trying exploratory. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you meditate, um, Mm -hmm. as much as you can Yeah, and you work out and yeah. Like what are some other, your go-tos? Like if you're stressed or 
Yeah. I think, you know, whether it's clinical or not, we all have anxiety and, um, it's just a, I think a fact of life. Um, I mean, maybe we don't, you know, I'd like to be the person that never has, has experienced that, but, but I think that there's so many great things that we can do just in the moment, like breathing techniques. I love, um, even just really slowing down and breathing deep breaths in and out and breathing from my belly. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, we have a, we have a brain in our belly. We have, um, what is it? We have neurons in our gut or something connected to our brain, like brain cells. And, and truly we feel the anxiety there, you know? So just calming that space down. And when we breathe out of our chest, um, especially like when we're working out, that's when we're really heightening that anxiety and getting that energy up. So when we just take the breathing down, you know, to our stomach, like there's such a difference in how we feel. So I do that or I'll, I love envisioning kind of like the, the gold light almost washing over you and kind of that energy of realigning, just getting back into your body, like grounding practices of Mm. feeling my toes. Like I was leaving work tonight and there were geese flying over and I just love being present and hearing the, the geese squawking and seeing the moon and kind of bringing yourself into that moment. And then it just suddenly dissipates everything else. You're just there, you know? So for me, it's a lot of the presence. I think, um, the practice of presence is the biggest difference maker in the moment. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so true. I mean, there's so many things you can do and it like back to what you're saying, like there's so much information. It's almost like overwhelming, but like Mm -hmm. breathing into your belly is like super doable and, and like noticing nature, like actually stopping for a second and taking your, your, self out of your life and your worries mm. to appreciate something yeah. as much as you can like keep doing that. It almost like refreshes you mm-hmm. throughout the day. No, like, it's so cool. It's so true. Just, we get so wrapped up in the pace of things, especially in, I mean, everyone had think has stress in their job, you know, and, and recruiting it's super fast paced. And sometimes it can just feel like I'm never, I'm never caught up. You know, there's always somebody to reach out to or follow up with. And it's just good to pause. The other two things I just thought of that really do make a difference for me are, you know, gratitude and the practice of gratitude. Like I started in maybe September, October writing almost daily 10 things I'm thankful for on your Instagram story. Yes. I shared on my story. And I I was shocked. So many people kind of random friends, like almost acquaintances reach out and say like, thanks for sharing. You know, I'm so inspired by this. And to me, I hope that that means for them that they're being encouraged to just think about be it. thankful, you yeah. know, um, or it reminds them of what they have in their life to be thankful for. So that's one thing I do that's made a huge difference. I feel like it's brought me so much joy. What does that process look like? Do you do it at a certain time of day where you kind of sit and reflect or as <laughs> it comes, you write things down and yeah, I think that, you know, my, my mind just gets excited about something in particular or I'll reflect at the end of the day and think, man, like this really lost me today, or I just love that moment. Or sometimes I was excited in the morning and I'm reflecting backward on either the day before if I didn't share one. So it is super reflective and it's usually triggered by, um, you know, particular things that might happen in that day, um, combined with little things that we can, you know, miss or take for granted. Totally. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 things is a lot. So that's impressive. <laughs> I heard like right down three things you're grateful for, or like one thing. <laughs> well, I think the more you do it, the more your list almost grows. Cause you just realize yeah. how much you have to the be more you focus for. on it. It gets bigger. That's yeah. like, that's like, I don't know. That's like, can go either way, but yeah, focusing mm-hmm. on something good 
can remind you to look at your life differently. Yeah. You realize you have abundance. That's awesome. Um, the other thing I was going to say though, too, is just the story we tell ourselves. Like that's a huge, (laughs) a huge thing in, in mindset for me. Like that's changed my life. I really started to own the truth and the facts rather than the story I tell myself, which, you know, kind of perpetuates that anxiety when so much of it was false and assumption. And if I just pause and think, okay, what's the actual truth of this moment? It really changes the storyline and Mm -hmm. allows my mind to relax. So, so I'm just curious, do you know more about the brain test that you had done and like, what that actually looked like for you and like Mm. what that felt like to get news that told you, Hey, like the way you were born, the way you're made up is not always going to be helpful. Yeah. I think that it was probably one of the most freeing things in my life. Um, cause I'd struggled with anxiety and depression, almost like irritability at times out of nowhere. And I thought I am doing everything I can to, kind of, um, have peace and control this or, you know, almost quote unquote be normal. And it frustrated me. It frustrated me so much because I was in my head at all times. Like Mm -hmm. when you, when you struggle with depression, you feel it in your body. When you struggle with anxiety, you feel it in your body, but then your mind's overcome. And it was so hard for me to be present in any relationship, friendships, family, whatever. People always thought I was so confident, I think, and joyful, but in my mind, I felt like I was trapped and, I did everything I could, you know, to try and, um, almost naturally kind of alleviate things or function well. And I would, you know, try to eat well, exercise all the time, do yoga, breathing exercises. I've, you know, done a lot of talk therapy or EMDR, if you've ever heard of that, like just so many things that I tried and it felt like, why do I still struggle with this? It almost feels like, you know, again, like in my body, like, it's like, I can't, overcome it, but I'm trying. And so I actually, it's almost like manifesting, you know, it's like, I just knew that I needed to find somebody who could do a genetics test. Cause I'd read about it and thought like, this is the only thing that's going to help me understand what's actually going on. And I did, I found this amazing PN with a focus in, in psychology. And she was exactly what I was looking for, like has a focus on wellness as a whole, like a really holistic approach. And so I, you know, I take, um, supplements like omega threes are amazing for brain health Mm. and mood stability. And, and so she administered this genomine test, which it's amazing. I'm like preaching it to everyone. If anyone feels like they might have any kind of chemical imbalance, it's called genomind, G N O mind. And a practitioner can send it off for you with a initial cheek swab. And, um, it kind of like assesses, you know, the chemistry, I guess, in your body or brain like hormones and like or it's actually so it's really focused on your neurotransmitters like around serotonin and dopamine and things like that and uh, and what it shows you is also how your body can process medicine um what works well what doesn't like for your liver enzymes and and things like that because what I was really not looking forward to is I don't want to be put on the merry-go-round like yes I know I have anxiety I don't want to be put on something that's not good for my body that doesn't align with my needs you know and a lot of meds unfortunately do have like terrible side effects. So I just was totally very apprehensive of that. Um, but because of kind of the way this relationship ended and feeling like it was bigger than myself, I knew that I was probably ready to explore meds. Cause I just felt like this, I feel like this has got to be chemical, you know, it's kind of like, I keep, there's no other explanation. Mm-hmm. And so to get that test back and to see there was a huge gap in neurotransmitter communication was a relief you know it was like yeah 
I actually felt just grief for myself. I felt so much mercy and grace and grief. I just felt sad for the girl who struggled for so long and felt misunderstood and know that as much as, again, it was hard for that relationship to end. It was like, gosh, like you were struggling with so much and to now be doing so well between med supplements and all the things I do to take care of my mind and my body. I'm just soaring (laughs) and it's crazy to see the difference. I mean, the anxiety I lived in, it was crippling. It absolutely was. I didn't even know how crippling it was till I found health. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't even, I can only imagine like what that must be like. And then I guess from there you just have a different understanding of yourself and like Mm. that. And then you have to be compassionate for yourself. Right. It's like, okay, well now I kind of understand this Mm. and it validates some of the concerns that you had. I knew that I wanted to make pretty drastic lifestyle changes as far as, you know, I really just value taking care of myself, but I felt like just set off on a different trajectory in such a good way of, you know, this is an amazing opportunity to just learn my body and, you know, I'm finding really great mental health and I want to take care of my body in the same vein. And, um, and, I used to be, you know, really spread thin. I still struggle with that. I say yes to too many things, but I really value sleep and I used to not value sleep. I used to not sleep well and I wouldn't sleep enough. And now I sleep like, you know, eight to 10 hours a night on average. And I go to bed from nine to 10 and 10 is late, you know, and it's yeah, like, totally. so I, I think that it really just, um, helped me to start loving and accepting myself and I feel so free in expressing who I am and that's a pretty new thing for me at 31 I think for a long time kind of like I spoke to earlier just always fought who I am and thought I needed to be different for everyone else and and I was in a lot of toxic relationships because of that too you know just thinking I needed to be who someone else wanted me to be. And what's sad is, honestly, I don't always think those people were imposing that on me. I think that I just didn't know who I was and I was so insecure and frustrated with myself that I thought I always needed to be better or different for someone else. And so I I guess it's more of, it's been a journey of loving and accepting myself and feeling really secure in that. Yeah. Something else I've noticed you've talked about, um, besides spreading yourself thin, that completely came into my mind. I was like, wow, she probably was like burning herself Mm, out um, with having all these passions and caring so much about helping other people. Um, And and all the while you needed help from yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. to like figure out who you were. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me that as you're trying to balance all of those, you can't do it all. Right. Um, (laughs) Just can't happen. And it's cool to see that you know, through that journey, realize that. I think that's just so important for everyone to hear. And the other thing is that I feel like relationships pull out the best, the worst, the things you hide from, the stuff you need to work on more than like almost anything else um, besides maybe familial relationships. And I don't know, I I have definitely similarities to that in terms of that wanting to fit in and wanting to be somebody and self-imposing some Mm -hmm. kind of like nonsense idea about what... (laughs) I was supposed to look like or yeah, be like and yeah and and it's nice to look back on those things and instead of looking at them as this like epic heartbreak looking back at it as epic heartbreak and an incredible fuel for personal development absolutely yeah I 
wholeheartedly agree. And if, if that relationship hadn't ended and in the way it did, I honestly probably wouldn't be in quite the same place. You know, I'd still be on this kind of searching journey instead of really thrust into it and sitting here. (laughs) Totally. Same. (laughs) What is something that you're curious about getting into? I think it'd be cool to talk about your newest uh, endeavor. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm super passionate about life coaching and pursuing that, as you know, but going through the program I'm doing right now with Beautiful You Coaching Academy, it's called Out of Australia. Out of Australia. Um, That's right. I remember I had that tie back to your time. Yeah. It's really special to me. Um, for so many reasons, but that's amazing just to be learning and growing. And then like we talked about Ayurveda, I'm, I'm so interested in again, like healing modalities and energy work and things that are almost interconnected between your mind and your body and fueling both really well, rather than I think growing up, I thought that you focused on almost one or the other. Like it's kind of like your intellect and your mental health are separate from your body. I, did, I was never a very body aware person. Right. And it's like, uh, no, they're all really interconnected and Absolutely. affect one another so strongly. So anything like that, like, um, I feel like I'm, I love Reiki and things like that because I feel like if you're blocked in one area, it's still affecting another area of your life or your body. And so I think all those things just are beautiful and kind of spur us forward, like being really open and clearing your energy and eating really well. Like our food totally impacts, you know, the way we feel. And so that's kind of what I'm exploring as far as like curiosity, yeah, health and health. wellness. Um, and then, you know, if I could just share anything extra, I feel like it's more around the premise of not being afraid and being okay with rough waters. Like I you know, read the quote again today that I love of, um, you know, smooth seas never made for a skillful sailor. And it's so true that when we go through hard things, they're usually making us just more amazing people. Welcome to Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Dellinger. And this is a podcast where inspired people share stories about health and wellness, fitness, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. So today's episode for you, like you heard in that clip before the podcast music, Smooth Seas Never Made a Skillful Sailor. Let that sink in for a second. This is a big theme for episode 30. And this episode is with a good friend of mine, the lovely Maddie Stoddard. And Maddie shares with us today her story from growing up in Charleston, South Carolina, to current day living and thriving in Denver. Every stage of Maddie's life, she's faced adversity and had to redirect her sales in order to find herself. I love how open and honest Maddie is with me during this conversation, and her story is really relatable. Maddie and I connected uh, first and foremost because we're both Virgos, and secondly, because we both share a passion for wellness and specifically healing modalities. Maddie's one of those people that will try anything new and is continually challenging herself, pushing her boundaries, finding what works best for her, and then owning it. I really like that quality in Maddie. And this episode covers a variety of topics, uh, but the underlying theme is definitely facing adversity with a positive mindset and just 
approaching life with a positive mindset, how much that can impact your decisions, how you can take control of your life and really find who you are underneath all of it. What is your mindset? How are you going to make your life happen? Everyone has their own level of of baggage to work through. We're all on this journey of life together at various stages, and we're all growing at different rates. But it's totally human to admit that and realize that it's a struggle. And, And it's also human to work on yourself and personal development and finding ways to make it easier to kind of get through and find out who you really are. Before we show uh, this interview, I just want to list a few things I'm grateful for. You'll hear in the podcast that Maddie on her Instagram, she has a daily gratitude practice and she lists 10 things she's grateful for every single day. I wanted to do my version of it on the podcast for you. So 10 things I'm grateful for today. Number one, really grateful for my health. Um, I just feel, you know, like it's not a guarantee to be healthy at 27. And I really would say my health, um, I've made a really big priority lately and I'm just really grateful to, um, be well. I think that's such an honor, such a gift. Number two, my body and its ability to move and take me where I want to go. Again, this is not a given for everyone, and I get to experience this full throttle in Colorado where I can run, climb mountains, ski, rock climb, do yoga, do all types of things, and it's just so it's amazing and such a gift to be able to move freely. Number three, my loving family and friends. I mean, I really think this life is so not meant to be lived alone, and what is it without your tribe? So shout out to, to them. My podcast you guys listening, having these deep conversations and making connections, that comes in at number four. That's a big one. I mean, these aren't in order, but number six, time spent in nature recently. I got to ski yesterday at Breckenridge and just had an amazing time. That's really special. Sunshine in Colorado, kombucha. I've been brewing my own kombucha for the past year and it's delicious. The most recent one I just made was apple cinnamon tea. So good. Another one would be seeing the mountains every day on my way to work. Just so fortunate to have that view. It's so grounding to me. My bathtub. <laughs> and finally, my self-care routine. Uh, that's something I've really been working on. It's just self-compassion. And I think I've come a long way and I still have a long way to go. So there you go. That's my 10 things I'm grateful for today. I hope this inspires you to think about this as well. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear my interview with Maddie. So without any further ado, here it goes. Hey guys, welcome to Not Another Wellness Podcast. I'm sitting here with Maddie Stoddard. Hi, Maddie. Hi. How are you doing today? (laughs) Good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Nat. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Me too. Let's pull intention cards because I've been on a roll with this with past guests and it's been really fun. So pick out a card and read it for us. When I focus on my inner light, I see the world through the lens of love. Wow. I love that. Um, I just pulled, thank you universe for helping me see beyond the limits of fear. Thank you for expanding my perception so that I can see what is of the highest good. 
Awesome. I love these. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between us um, because we're both Virgos Woo. and we love to talk about <laughs> whether or not we're actually Virgos. <laughs> Still unsure. I was literally Googling Virgo traits today and reading them and being like, no, definitely not. Definitely not me. I think we're more free spirited Virgos. Yeah. I don't know. We're like more adaptable than Virgos typically are. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about your background um, as we get into it. We have so much to cover, but why don't you tell us where you're from, what you do, all the good stuff. Sure. So I am 31. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. It's such a beautiful place. Um, I'm definitely a self-proclaimed mermaid. <laughs> I love living in, in Denver. I love living in Colorado and seeing the mountains every day, but I love the sea and uh, I have quite a winding kind of roaming background in life in general. Um, so currently I am working toward launching my life coaching business. I'm super excited about helping women kind of find their identity and feel free and who they are and overcome limiting beliefs and all of that goodness. And then I also sell Noonday, which is a socially conscious company that makes products for like jewelry and scarves and accessories, bags. And they work with artisans around the world in developing countries and impoverished areas to help them get out of poverty and start their own business. So I love it. They make really cool stuff that's affordable for anyone buying the goods. And then you're supporting people and giving them kind of a, a totally different life. So, you know, there's stuff from Africa and India and South America and Central America. And it's just a really exciting company to be a part of worldwide. Wow. And then during my day job, I'm a recruiting manager at a software company based in Boulder. And I love what we do. We actually make products for musicians and athletes to practice and train by. So that's also kind of connected to my passion for helping people achieve goals. So that definitely comes through helping people achieve goals is in all three of those things. So, yeah, but let's actually take you back to like Maddie as a child. Like, what was she like? What was she interested in? (laughs) And walk me through like college years and compare that to now. It's kind of one of those funny things. I say that your personality, I think is more founded right around three, age three. So there's a lot of things that have been constants in my life. But then of course, as you grow and change, there's a lot that's come with that too. Um, so as a child, I've always loved the arts. I mean, I was drawing, painting, singing, dancing. I think I was a really old soul, at a, probably always um, from a young age. So I love talking to adults and hanging out with elderly people. And I have a younger brother and we loved playing obviously together. That was really fun. And I was really close to my grandparents. I remember a lot of like really fond memories of dying eggs with newspaper all over the place at my, my grandma's house or painting on the porch with one of my grandmas. She kind of fostered creativity. Like on my dad's side, we're almost all creative, like artists or in fashion or music. And so that was really special. Um, so I also was super organized. <laughs> I would clean my room voluntarily. There go. <laughs> right. There's some truth. I think. Yeah. So, you know, I think from a young age, also a people pleaser and really just wanted to impress and do the best and, you know, be seen as the good child, which certainly followed me for a long time, probably until recent years. I feel like I was more of a perfectionist and people pleaser. And yeah, and in college, I kind of, it all followed me with a lot of the same things. I was in an acapella group for a while and women's glee and uh, I was involved in everything under the sun. I loved my experience at Clemson where I went to school and feel like I've always been really passionate about serving others or making a difference in the world. So because a campus rep for teach for America and recruiting 
students to go teach for them and was just always passionate about having my hand in something where I was making a difference. So I would say from there to now, I am not quite so involved in everything under the sun. <laughs> you've, well, you've narrowed it in. It's kind of cool when you have like tried so many different areas and mm-hmm. it's really cool to see like the trend that you have, which really is so helping people. But then now you're kind of more specific to what you're really passionate about. It's yeah. kind of how I see it. So, okay. I know you're 31. Looking back on your 20s, what advice would you give yourself then that would might have made it easier for you to get to where you are now had you known like a few years earlier? Yeah, I think there's so many things I would say. This is a hard question. I feel like when I look back, I had to laugh because my, my 20s just felt chaotic. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. because I was so spread thin and trying everything. And I think I was lost a lot of the time just what's my identity. I've always had so many passions and I think been good at a lot of things. I've always considered myself like a jack of all trades and master of none. And I've had Love so that. many friends who had straight career paths or kind of life interests and goals. And I was never like that. I had a zillion things I was doing. So I think I would say embrace that. Um, it used to really frustrate me and scare me. Like, why do I have so many different interests and why am I not like other people? On a track to one thing. Yeah. And yeah. feeling like the path was more clear and straightforward. Um, but it's how I'm wired. You know, I've come to love that I have so many interests and I think can talk to so many different people because of that and that it's more freeing instead of something to be afraid of. And so that is, I think the biggest thing is embracing who you are. Like I really wish I had embraced who I am so much earlier instead of fighting it and feeling insecure or not good enough. Just comparing yes. myself you know like we all totally relate to that yeah well you were just saying like you grew up feeling like you had to be like perfect like people pleaser that pressure I think you get to a point where you're like I can't just think about what other people want of me or, or yeah. try and help other people without thinking of myself too oh yeah absolutely I think the one other thing that I know for sure is I would stand up for myself I mean there were so many times I just let people walk all over me or I had a boss that was terribly disrespectful or you know being underpaid or just not treated well by guys there's so many things that had I really loved myself and been confident in who I am I wouldn't have been in those situations or conversations but they make you stronger I mean I know I am where I am because of overcoming a lot but totally yeah that's awesome. Wow. Okay. We went to college. Um, you are from the East coast mm. and how did you end up in Denver? Yeah. That's also <laughs> a whining story. Uh, so I lived in Sydney, Australia for a couple of years from 2014 to 2016. And I knew when I moved home that I didn't want to move to I sing and it's been a while since I've just been pursuing that for fun. So I'm going to start taking voice lessons again in the yes. spring and writing music with a coworker who plays piano. And I'm so pumped. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really freaking excited. People who can sing, if you're listening, and you, Maddie, like, do it, please, because not all of us can, and we wish we could, and we need you too. <laughs> well, it's funny. It used to be, like, my biggest passion, and then it just got really put aside, and, but actually, have you seen A Star is Born? Um, yeah. Amazing, right? Amazing. I mean, like, touched my soul to the core, and seeing her story, though, through it, of just her songwriting and stepping out and being afraid, 
I was sitting there watching that and I was like, I can't like not sing. Like it's like burning oh in gosh. me to sing. So, you know, it's one of those things that I have no idea how songwriting will go or, you know, I really want to do an open mic. I mean, that's, I've done one in my life and that's, that's terrifying to come back around to it and feel like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to do it. And, but it, it's so exciting to yeah. use everything you have. So that'd be so cool. Yeah. Just like so fun to have just a fun. Know, and it's that kind of expression. Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So life coaching, um, what does that like mean for people that don't know? What is a life coach? Yeah. I think that, it can sound really phony <laughs> or hokey to some people. I feel like my dad, my sweet dad doesn't understand. He's like, do people actually do that and for a living? Like, yeah, they do. And I've paid them before. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble like this. But. Um, but it can look like so many different forms. I think I thought it used to be more for people who were very wealthy or execs or owned their own business. And they really just had such a crazy life and they needed help with this balance, you know, and uh, but now there's so many people doing it in so many different areas, whether it's corporate or career oriented or health and wellness or emotional wellness, life transformation piece. But it's still kind of my vision is still developing. However, I'm most passionate about women. I mean, I his of my own story, just in the identity piece of I think oftentimes women, we just do tend to fill helper roles and support roles and tend to feel like we need to, you know, fall more in the background. And that's certainly changing in our social landscape, which is exciting. But I, and I have my own perspective on that being from the South, which I think is often more of the picture, but Southern women are strong, but they often do fall into support roles. So it's kind of like a twofold. Um, it's kind of like steel magnolias. It's a real thing. Like, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. so I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I just know that so many women are stuck and they have these passions inside of them and they don't know how to get them out or they're afraid and I want to help them. Yeah. So yeah. life coaching is, you know, such a sweet, beautiful space where people feel trusted and they can be vulnerable. But what I love about it is it's not like counseling where you're looking backward. It's very forward thinking and forward looking. So it's really about definitely removing blocks and limiting beliefs. Um, if people have those in their lives, but, um, or, you know, revealing blind spots through talking through things and going deep, but more so it's about helping people see where they want to be and envision that life and walk toward it instead of being stuck in the past or stuck in their current circumstance. So it's really helping them create their own way forward. You know, you're really facilitating and they're the ones making the, the, taking the action to get there. Yeah. Well, from what we know about you, it's not surprising that it's another people helping role, but this time it's more personal because it's kind of something that you have seen yourself go through and now mm. you want to be in the position to help others, which I think is so amazing. And yeah, I just can't thanks. believe all the synchronicities. There's so many <laughs> of that it just kind of builds up on itself um, yeah. to where you are now. Well, it's fun that you can spell it out for me because I think sometimes <laughs> my life is just so random, but then you no. see the Oh my God, threads. everything is like one, okay, that, and then that, and then that, and then all that kind of Virgo, not going to lie, um, <laughs> super like... Uh, taking on everything and just there's so much (laughs) to your story but I like that you're more focused now I think that's so important to Mm -hmm. have that background but now be able to like specialize based on what you're passionate about um all with self-compassion yeah um cool so Maddie is there anything 
else do you want to chat about? We pretty much covered a few topics. We covered so much. I know. Um, I think if I could just share anything extra, I feel like it's more around the premise of not being afraid and being okay with rough waters. Like I you know, read the quote again today that I love of, um, you know, smooth seas never made for a skillful sailor. And it's so true that when we go through hard things, they're usually making us just more amazing people. There's so much more joy on the other side of hardship, but, um, it's hard to go through things sometimes. Um, so I feel like just being brave and knowing that you're going to be fine, you're going to be okay. And going for it anyway, like even when you're scared to jump off a cliff or try a new dance class or little things that sing open mic, sing open mic. And I think I've just really embraced this like mindset of I'm scared as hell and I'm doing it anyway. And I think that is what we all need more of because we feel so judged by others, but actually people don't care as much about us as we think. And when we're more free and alive, that's where people feel inspired and, and drawn to live a, you know, a bigger, more full life. So I think that's the only thing I would yeah. end on. <laughs> Can you say that quote again? Smooth seas. Yeah. Smooth seas never made for a skillful sailor. It's always been one of my favorites. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want that on my wall. I actually don't even know who wrote that or said it, but I love it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, share your social media and where people can see your 10 uh, gratitude posts. And- yeah. So right now I do everything out of my personal Instagram and it's traveler Maddie. So traveler M A D D I E. And you can follow my everyday ridiculousness and journeys and, <laughs> and what I'm grateful for. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so glad we got to talk about all of this. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Nat. I yeah. really have enjoyed this. Yay. so much Maddie for joining me on the podcast it was so so nice to chat with you and I really liked a lot of the topics we covered and I hope you guys listening did too don't forget just show up just be like yo I'm scared as hell when I'm doing it anyway quote Maddie Stoddard and also smooth seas never made a skillful sailor so you are going to be fine with any adversity that you face you're going to overcome it you're going to shift your sails and you're going to make it happen and Follow Maddie on Instagram at Traveler Maddie. Follow me, Naturally Nomadic. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Great to have you.